While they're uh, making their way to the classes, I want you to turn in your Bibles with me to two verses of Scripture, one in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and the other verse in Hebrews chapter 11 and beginning in verse number 1. The Bible says, first of all, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, it says simply this, for we walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1. Very, very well-known passage of Scripture. It says this. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This verse in the NIV says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for. An assurance about what we do not see. Faith is assurance about what we do not see. Amen. I believe that uh, God's desire is for us to operate in faith. That's what the Word of God is about, teaching us and causing us to lean into our confidence in God and our faith. And so today, for just a few moments, uh, we're going to minister on this subject, seeing the unseen, seeing the unseen. Heavenly Father, thank you for your presence and, and the, the powerful touch of your spirit that we feel here today. We thank you, Lord, for the power of your word and your spirit to change people, to completely transform them. And today, Lord, I pray over the next few moments that you would do a work in our minds, in our thoughts, in our hearts, Jesus, so that we could operate in faith, Lord, in, in confidence and assurance of you, even though we can't see some things, Lord. We pray for it in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Turn around and say hello to somebody. Shake their hand. Let them know you're glad to see them. And you're welcome then to be seated. Amen. I think it's a, kind of an understatement to say that life is interesting. Life is interesting Life is unpredictable. Uh, many of you could probably share with me that you agree when it comes to your finances, comes to your physical health, when it comes to the well-being of you and your family, that sometimes life can be unpredictable. Uh, I don't want to ask for a show of hands, but there's probably people here today who have unexpectedly lost a job. In other words, you had a job and then all of a sudden you get called into the boss's office and you no longer have the job. That's frustrating, that's unnerving, that's extremely stressful. Uh, if you've ever experienced disappointment or rejection in your life, you know what I'm talking about. Life can be unpredictable. Your money may be doing well one day, but then your money gets funny the next day. You may be feeling good one day, and then the next week you feel very sick, and the sickness prevails. And many people in their lives have experienced tragedy as well. Because of the nature of life, uh, the older you get, you could be tempted to become very jaded or fearful or pessimistic as you go into each day or as you face life. The Bible talks about walking by sight. 
and the implication is here is that most people and people who aren't believers walk by sight. It's what we automatically do. We emotionally react to what is happening around us and the circumstances that we can see. You can see your bank account numbers. You can see your bills. You can see the report from the doctor. You can see that you feel bad in your body. And so walking by sight requires a person or puts a person in a position where they emotionally respond to what is happening around them. But there is a statement that is uh, repeated over and over in Scripture in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, and it's this. It says, the just shall live by faith. It's different than living by sight and responding to the evidences that you see and the things that are happening around you and what you can deduce from what's taking place. Walking by faith or living by faith is completely different. It's based on this premise. You see in Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 19 it says of God, it says great in counsel and mighty in work. For Lord thine eyes are upon all the ways of the sons of men. To give everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. This passage is saying God knows what's going on. God has eyes that observes what's taking place. And he gives everyone according to his ways. In the New Testament, 1 Peter 3.12, it says something similar. It says, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and the ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Now, I want to encourage somebody here today that you are not just living a random life with circumstances and situations, but the Word of God in which we put our trust indicates to us that God is watching, that God sees where you are, amen, that God knows what it is that you are going through, and He gives to those who are righteous. He gives to those according to their way and the fruit of their doing, so you're not in this alone. Nudge somebody next to you and say, you're not in this alone. Amen. You know that God sees where you are? Amen. I want to remind somebody of that because we forget that. You wake up and you're discouraged about a situation. God knows about it. God sees your way. Amen. You, you get a, a, a discouraging report from the doctor. God sees the way. God knows about it. God is watching, amen? You, you, you get a, 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 a pink slip at work, God knows exactly what is taking place. I need to remind somebody of that because one of the lies of the enemy is that God doesn't even care. He doesn't even know, amen? He, he doesn't even realize what you're going through. He doesn't realize the trauma in your marriage. God doesn't even know what's taking place in your emotions. God sees and God knows. And I need to encourage somebody today that God is with you. You are not in this alone. He is watching the way of the righteous. His eyes are on you and his ears are upon 
upon you. And there's no reason for you to become fearful and anxious and begin to think that you've got to figure this out on your own. God is with you. I want to encourage somebody from the front all the way to the back that God hears and God sees. His eyes go to and fro. His eyes are upon the earth and he sees what's happening to you. Amen? But God sees differently than what we see. Because we can only see what's happened in the past and what's happening now. But God can see what's going to happen in the future because he knows what he has planned. He sees differently than what we see. The Bible teaches us uh, that he declares the end from the beginning. It says he declares from ancient times the things that are not yet done. That means before you were ever born. Before George Washington was born, he already declared what he's going to do in your life. Oh, somebody doesn't believe that right now. From the ancient times, he already declared what is going to happen. He not only sees what you're going through now, he not only sees what you went through this week, he not only sees what you've been through the last three years, but he also sees what's coming. He knows what he has planned. So the eyes of the Lord are upon you. He knows what you're going through, but he also knows what's coming. He knows what's coming down the road. And the Lord will give good according to the works of those that love him. Amen? Praise God. So he sees the end from the beginning. Now in the text that we read, the Bible says there's two ways to walk. You can either walk by faith or by sight. And it says you can't do both. It's one or the other. He says, but we walk by faith and not by sight. And then, of course, the other passage said, that uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence or the assurance about things that we do not see. And so I want to tell you today that faith is what gives us access to what we cannot see, to what God has in store for us in the future that we can't see yet. And so people who walk by faith have assurance that there's some things that I don't even know about that God is getting ready to do. And even though I may have got a bad report, even though things may not look good right now, I'm still walking in confidence. I'm still walking in assurance because I'm not going to allow what I see and what I hear around me determine what I, what I believe about what the future holds for me. But I trust, amen, that God is watching that God is going to reward, that God is going to do according, amen, to what I've done, amen? I want to, I want to remind somebody that God sees everything. He, Jesus Christ was sitting in the, in the temple there, and they began to bring up their offerings. And everybody brought up these big offerings, big showy offerings, blowing the trumpets, putting it in the offering pan. And then there was a little widow woman who brought just a little bit of money, just like nothing, just a, a handful of change, if you would. And she dropped it into, in, in, into the receptacle there. Jesus was watching, and he said, that woman right there gave more than anybody else. 
Disciples said, no, she didn't. I saw some of those people with their big offerings. And the Lord said, no, they gave from their excess. She gave from her need. The point I want you to know is God was watching. God knew what she was doing. It wasn't an equal gift, but it was a sacrifice that she brought to the Lord. And you don't make sacrifices for the kingdom of God and unto the Lord, whether it's giving of your time or energy or passion, where the Lord doesn't watch. Amen? And he has some good things in store for you. I want to encourage you right now the bible says do not be weary in well-doing because in due season in god's timing at the right time god will says you will reap you'll reap if you if you faint not see the thing is we believe that god's able i think most most people that are here today are here today because you believe god's able to do anything amen and you look at your situation you say god is able but then there's the question, is God going to do it? Is God going to do it? Is he going to perform it? I know that he's able. Is he going to perform it? And then here's the biggest question of all. It's like, okay, I believe he can. I believe he will. But between can and will is this question, when? When is God going to do it? And see, I just want to tell you this right now. I want us to get this revelation God knows the best timing. God knows the best timing. And sometimes, man, I, my notes are going to be a mess now. I'm getting off of them and just going with what I feel here. Is uh, God spoke to his disciples. Jesus spoke to his disciples when he received a report, a report that his good friend Lazarus was sick. And uh, he didn't drop everything and run right away. He waited. And then suddenly, they got another report that Lazarus was dead, or Jesus even understood that before the report. But I want you to notice what the scripture says here in that point. It says, Then Jesus said unto them plainly, John eleven fourteen. Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent ye may believe, nevertheless, let us go unto him. When he gets there, Martha said, Jesus, if you had been here, I believe that my brother would be alive. And we wonder, Jesus, were you late? Does anybody believe that Jesus was late when he got there? Well, you know the end of the story. But if you didn't know the end of the story, that's the problem. We only know what we can see. We're looking at this story. We can already see the end and, and the prologue and the epilogue and all the other logs. We, we see everything. But when we're in a situation, all we can operate off is what we can see. And when you're walking by sight, it's easy to lose faith when all the evidence around you indicates that God's late or God's not coming at all. But I want to tell you that he's right on time. He's right on time because he sees things differently than what we see things. And we've got to get this point because sometimes we, our faith gets frustrated when we've asked God to answer a prayer in a certain way and he doesn't do it that way. And he doesn't do it in our timing. And suddenly, what, what does it do? It causes us to be in upheaval in our spirit. Is, is God really there? Does he really care? Is he going to work on our behalf? But guess what? God sees the end from the beginning. 
He has something planned for you that he wants to do in your life. But he's going to do something better than what you would have him do with your limited vision. See, they were praying for a healing, but God had a resurrection plan for Lazarus. Something that would take their faith to a whole new level. So when you face difficulties, when you go through obstacles, when things don't work out the way that you had hoped that they would work out, when you're walking by faith, you're like, boy, this is going to be good. Amen. I know this is going to be good because he didn't answer when I thought he would, the way that I thought he would, and how I thought he would, but I know he's still on the throne. I know he's still watching. I know he's still in control. Praise God. Better give you a couple Bible stories here. Biblical example here. Faith gives us access to the unseen. The story of Balaam in Scripture. This is a story about a group of people who didn't like the Israelites. They were opposed to them. They were afraid of them. And so they sent messages to this man named Balaam. We don't know a lot about him, but we know that somehow he had power to bless people and curse people. And so he was seen as some kind of a a powerful spook or a warlock or something. I don't know. But he had this power to bless and curse people. And so the Moabites said, the children of Israel came down from Egypt and they're taking over the land and we need to stop it. And so they asked Balaam to come curse the children of Israel. So Balaam agrees to go with them, gets on his donkey and begins to head out to curse Moab. And on the way, the donkey is able to see that there is an angel with the sword standing in their way about to wreak some havoc on Balaam's life. Amen? Right? The donkey sees it. Balaam can't see it. Hmm. And so Balaam, when the donkey stops and won't go forward, he's like, come on. Boom! Hits the donkey. Donkey starts going forward again. Angel's in the way again. Balaam can't see it. The donkey can see it. Right? Beats the, the, the animal again. Third time he beats the animal and it collapses under him. He's furious. He's beating the animal. And all of a sudden the Lord opens the donkey's mouth. Can you believe that's an amazing story in scripture? I'd really like to see a film about that. I think that'd be awesome. And I think the donkey should speak like the donkey from Shrek. That'd be great, wouldn't it? I don't know why I said that. That just came to me. Praise the Lord. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, and uh, so, so anyhow, the donkey was upset. Or the donkey began to speak to this man. Hey, I've been your donkey for a long time. I've always taken you. Don't you know there's an issue? And guess what Balaam starts doing? This is where the story gets a little incredulous. He starts arguing with the donkey. And then the Bible says the Lord opened his eyes. That means he let him have a glimpse into the unseen. And then he saw the angel there ready to take his life, and then he decided to repent. The angel had a message, hey, don't speak anything against the children of Israel. The point that I want to make to you today is sometimes there are things blocking you that you can't even see. When something is blocking you that is unseen, it can frustrate you. But I want to remind you today that there is something in the unseen that you cannot see. But if you operate by faith, you trust in God even in the unseen. 
And I want to encourage somebody today that you've been trying to go a direction. You've been trying to take a step. You've been trying to do something in your life or, or in a direction in your life, and you continue to see a block. That doesn't mean you just quit. You, you go ahead and try, but you have to understand that sometimes in God's mercy, he will block you from doing something stupid, and you don't even see it. But if you can trust God, you can believe that the God of the unseen... See, I'm walking by faith so if something's stopping me I might not be able to see it but I still have assurance amen the other story is the story of Elijah uh, Elijah in scripture the king well first of all the king of Syria was opposing the people of Israel and uh, they were engaged in skirmishes military engagements and what was happening is every time the king of Syria tried to put a move on Israel, tried to come against him, he was foiled every single time. You know why? Because there was a prophet in Israel named Elijah. And he would report to the king what was getting ready to happen. He would say, hey, here's what the king's getting ready to do. And so they would prepare and position themselves, and suddenly the king of Syria realized, hey, there's more than meets the eye that's going on here. What is happening? Do we have a leaker? Do we have a leaker in, 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 the, in the office here? Every time we get ready to make a move, Israel's already ready. And they told him, here's the problem. The problem is, Elisha, the prophet in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. Things that nobody else knows. And so when the king of Syria heard this, he said, well, we got to take that guy out of, the, out of the picture because he is our biggest problem. And so he sent to the city of Dothan, which is where Elisha was, horses, chariots, and a great host. Think about it. For an old prophet, he sends all of these chariots, horses, and a great host of soldiers with their armaments, spears, swords, all of that. So when they show up, Elisha's servant looks out the door and sees all of the Syrian soldiers out there and the chariots and the horses and he's like he got nervous he said oh my goodness this is a bad day this is terrible look at what the enemy has arrayed against us and he went to his boss the prophet Elisha and said he said this alas uh he said uh where is he, he said alas my master how shall we do and he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And he probably went out and looked again. And then went back and looked at the old hunched over prophet and himself. And they didn't have any weaponry in the house, no backup, nobody there. And all he could see was what the enemy had arrayed against him. This is what walking by sight is. All you can see is what seems to be happening negative in your life. What seems to be working against you. Amen. Some of you have been there before. All the situations seem to be arrayed against you. And the prophet says, hey, there's more with us than there are with them. And the servant was obviously having trouble with this. So look at what Elisha said here. He said in verse 17, he prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. 
And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountains was full of horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. And all of a sudden, when his eyes were open, and he realized that there is an army in the unseen that's greater than any army that's arrayed against you in the seen. I need to remind somebody of that today. There is a power in the unseen that is greater than anything that is right against you in the scene. We have to trust that God knows what he's doing. His timing is perfect. So the story goes, Elisha went out and struck them with blindness. And they said, hey, do you know where Elisha is? And they're like, yeah, we'll take you to him. And so he leads this battalion right into the middle of the city of Samaria where they're surrounded by the troops and the powers of Israel. And then their blindness is taken away. I just want to remind you again, again and again and again, that what is in the unseen is so powerful. And if we have faith, we have assurance about what's in the unseen. What we cannot observe, what we cannot see, what we cannot calculate is what God is able to do. Amen. Sometimes God has provision, God has protection, and you can't see it. When we think about how discouraging the situation is, it is walking by sight. So I believe God can. I believe God will. And I know that in God's timing, he is going to do it. Here's what great men of faith are. They they don't know how. They don't know when. But they know that there's something in the unseen. Some people think that faith This is a misunderstanding about faith. And I used to even think this. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I thought people of faith knew what was going to happen and believed for it before it ever happened. But the reality is, is the people of faith in the Bible, people in Scripture, they didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know how it was going to happen. They just knew something was going to happen because God was in control. And I want to tell you today, sometimes we get so wrapped up in the how that when God doesn't do it how we thought he was going to do it, then we think maybe God's not working. I want to tell you that if you get too wrapped up in the how, you can miss, up, miss out on what God really wants to do. Like, God, if you'd give me $1,000 today, that'd take care of everything. What if he wanted to give you $5,000? Are you with me right now? God, if you could just, oh, God, I know what you need. By Friday, I need enough money to make my mortgage. What if the Lord wants to pay the whole house off? Amen. I want to tell you that sometimes God allows us to go through some stormy times where we have to trust him, but he's going to do something greater than we could even imagine above and beyond. Amen. What we're able to see or what we're able to do according to the power, amen, that works in you and I. Hallelujah. Praise God. If, if we were God, the problem is our timing and execution would be different. You know why? Because we only see the scene. But faith is about trusting God. God, you see what I don't see. And so even though what I see has me frustrated and fearful and anxious, I refuse to be frustrated, fearful, and anxious because I'm not walking by sight. This is what faith is. Some people say, well, people of faith, they're always walking into this miracle and that miracle and And, uh, well, you can't walk into this miracle and that miracle unless you go through that trial and that difficulty. Amen? They're learning how to trust God. And some people, I know, and we were praying for, hey, God, when this building project, just give us a smooth road ahead. God's like, (laughs) 
All right. <laughs> hey, Lord, give us favor. Remove all the obstacles. God, you know that we need this. You, we know that your, what we, your timing is we need to be in this building. And God's like, all right, sounds good. Just sit back and wait for a minute and watch, watch what I'll do. Because I want to tell you right now that when we, uh, uh, things aren't working according to our timetable, we can be assured that God is still working. He's still doing his thing in the unseen. And don't be frustrated or intimidated, amen, or overwhelmed by what you can see, but trust and believe. This is what faith is. I'm not walking by sight. If I was walking by sight, I'd be at home in my pajamas crying into a pillow, amen. But I get up and walk out of my room with confidence. Amen. Hallelujah. That the Lord is working on my behalf. That the Lord is going to work all things together for my good. That the end is going to be better than the beginning. That everything that I had to go through, he's going to pay me back. I want to encourage somebody right now to stop living in the scene. Stop walking by sight. That's why you're frustrated right now. That's why you're fearful right now. That's why you're struggling right now, because you're walking by sight. But I want to tell you that I believe that God is in control. He is watching. He is observing. He is, he, he is looking down on his children. Somebody believe this right now. Somebody receive this right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm walking by faith. Amen. And not by sight. This, uh, this week we were at the, uh, our, our district conference business sessions for uh, the uh, Southern California District United Pentecostal Church and the man who was there to do the uh, official uh, elections was uh, from Oyster Bay, New York. They have different uh, officials come through to do it and on one of the day sessions he spoke to the ministers that were there and um, before long it felt like he was just talking to me. <laughs> And uh, he began to share about what their church had gone through there in New York City, in the Long Island, New York City, very expensive area. Um, and the, the, the story goes, I'll give you an abbreviated version for the sake of time, but God allowed them to purchase a property there in uh, New York City, Long Island area. And uh, it was a miracle that they got the property. They were so excited, high-fiving each other. And just knew that it was very soon that God was going to enable them to occupy, put the building on there, and be able to uh, have church in there. And um, he went on to tell lengthy story, many examples of pushback from building and the community and extra expenses that they weren't anticipating in uh, getting the property approved to do what they wanted to do. He had city officials tell them, you will never build a church building there. They had attorneys that told them they will never build a church building there because of the zoning and other things that are there. And so uh, two years turned into three years, turned into five years, turned into eight years, turned into ten years. In the meantime, they were having church in a small barn-like facility, and they had it so full they literally had people lining the walls, like they were literally standing up. And they were still having church. They were still having miracles. God was doing great things uh, in the midst of all that. But uh, it was uh, after 13 years of pushing and fighting and resistance and discouraging reports and everybody uh, in the know saying this is not going to happen. He, he said this. He said, 
try to keep people excited about giving money for a building for 10 years and nothing has changed on the property. <laughs> try doing that. Try doing that for 10 years. And, uh, but he said this. He said, let me tell you something. When you are putting a building in place for the kingdom of God, uh, you may feel like, well, we're fighting the city or we're fighting. There's people fighting against us or uh, designers or builders or whatever. He said, you're not fighting any of that. It's spiritual pushback. He said, because Satan knows the day you dedicate your building, you will take from him spiritual territory that he will never hold again. He says, because what happens in the natural or physical is indicative of what's happening in the spiritual. It's more than just a a building. So he was indicating that all of the resistance that they experienced, all the pushback, it was a spiritual pushback. But he was saying that in the meantime, there were so many times along the way, he asked God, God, you could do this. What are you doing? What is your purpose? Uh, What is uh, uh, the purpose for all this resistance and pushback? Why haven't things moved like we thought that they would move? And and then afterwards, he was sharing with me. He said, I remember one time laying on the floor and weeping and saying, God, what with all this wasted time of people we could have won and things that we could have done in that church building, all this wasted time. And he said he immediately heard a word from the Lord. The Lord said, I will restore the years that were stolen in one season. I will restore what has been stolen in the waiting in one season. Amen. And Brother Davis says, uh, we had church all along the way, but once we got into that building, he said, we have a thousand seat auditorium, and every Sunday we have to set up chairs now. And we've had over the last six years since the building has been built, uh, over 600 people receive the Holy Ghost, uh, over 400 go through their discipleship process and get into leadership. And this last Christmas, uh, They have a Christmas drama that they put on in their community, and he said that they had 10,000 people from the community through the various showings that they did come to the city because he said when the walls fell down, it wasn't just that the resistance was finished and they were able to go in, but when the walls of Jericho fell down, it meant that they had the city, that God had given them the city of Jericho. And I want to tell you today that even though what we see, we don't know what God's doing in the background, and we trust, amen, and we believe that he knows what's best. Come on, somebody. God's timing's perfect. I'm talking about situations in your life. I'm talking about things you're struggling with, things that you're discouraged about because of your kids or because of your finances or because of your business. I want to encourage you today that everything that you go through, I don't know why God does what he does, but I know he has a purpose. It's what faith says. Faith says, God, I don't know why this resistance. I don't know why this setback. I don't know why I'm feeling what I'm feeling but I'm trusting you anyway. You can't keep a mindset like that unless you're praying every day. Let me just say that right now. If you, if you uh, uh, lose out of that spiritual discipline pattern, then you're gonna start walking by sight and you're gonna be frustrated and fearful, amen, and anxious about everything. But if you walk by faith, you got to get up and say, Lord, I'm trusting you. I believe you're in control. I believe you see some things that I don't see. So if there's a donkey stopping me, then I'm going to say, Lord, uh, let me just be uh, 
patient and understand or learn what you're teaching me through this process. And Lord God, I believe that no matter what is arrayed against me, somebody listen to me right now, no matter what is arrayed against you, no matter what the doctor said, no matter what the bank account says, there is a God who is able to do exceeding. We're talking about walking by faith. This is different than walking by sight. It's walking by faith. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody praise the Lord right now. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So what is it that gets me from the seen to what God has in the unseen? Real simple. It's faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. It's the assurance of what we cannot see. And so today, this is why we're preaching this. We're preaching faith today. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord. Amen. And by faith, the elders, the Ancient men of scripture obtained a good report from the Lord, not because they were better than anybody else, but because they learned how to trust God. And and some of you right now have been frustrated at what you're going through. But what you don't understand is it may be the greatest gift you ever receive because God is teaching you to trust him. Come on, God is teaching you to trust him, to stop whining, to stop moping, to stop complaining, to stop being anxious, to stop being fearful. All of these emotions that I just mentioned are a product of walking by sight. Amen? But to get up every morning and say, Lord, today, this is a day of faith. I don't know what's going to come up. I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know that you're in control the whole way. I don't know what I'm going to face today, but I know I can't handle it. I need you. And so I'm turning it over to you. I'm trusting you in every situation, in every difficulty that I go through. My confidence and my trust is in the Lord. Hallelujah. Faith gives us access to the unseen. Now, today, there are triggers that kind of open, open the door to the supernatural. Open the door to God's provision. We talked about sacrifice and giving. It's a trigger, the Bible says. Giving, it comes back to you. Worship and praise is a trigger that brings us into the presence of the Lord, that takes us from the seen into what we can't see. Prayer is a thing that brings us out of the seen into the unseen. It's faith. It's an act of faith. When you're praying in the morning in your prayer closet, that's an act of faith. Did you guys know that? Did you guys know that? Because if you didn't believe that God heard you and it made a difference, you wouldn't do it. I don't care how good you are as a person, how much you love God. If you didn't believe God could hear you and that it would make a difference, you wouldn't be praying. I'm pretty confident about that. You might make it a week or two, but you wouldn't be praying now, right? But the fact that you get in that closet of prayer and you talk to the Lord, it's an act of faith. It's saying, God, today I'm not walking based on what I can do, but I'm I'm walking based on my faith in you and my trust 
in you and what you're going to do. One thing I noticed in the Word of God, because I just, I want to tell somebody that God has something special for you. God has something unique and special for your family. That the, uh, the future that it looks like it's going to happen based on what you can see around you. God has something else. God has something in the unseen. And we get there by accessing it through faith. Now, oftentimes in Scripture, when Jesus gave miracles and supernatural intervention to those who needed it, he would often say to them, thy faith has made you whole. Or, according to your faith... You shall receive it. And one other place, I like this story. uh, The story of when a man was let down through the roof into the midst where Jesus was, who had a, a sickness in his body and couldn't walk. He was lowered down in his bed. The Bible says this of Jesus. It says, when he saw their faith. When they put that man through the roof, Jesus knew. Hey, these people did something. And now I know that they believe. When the Lord healed blind Bartimaeus, he said, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. But you know how he stopped Jesus? He lifted up his voice and said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He was persistent in getting the attention of the Lord. This was faith in action. And right now, today, In just a few moments, we're going to open this altar to respond to the word of the Lord. And God has a miracle, I believe, for somebody here today. I believe God has a miracle for you here today. Amen. Brother Chris, come here real quick. I just want you to share. I know you shared with people in prayer real quick. Yeah, you, Chris. uh, About what God did for you this week. I want God to release miracles in this house right now. Anybody ready to receive what God has for you? In the name of the Lord, just quickly give us a testimony what God did for you. I'll be as quick as I can. Um, And to a lot of people, this may not seem like a very big thing, but if we take just small things and, 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 and just these small examples in our lives, these will build our faith exactly the way he's talking about right now. A mustard tree doesn't become a mustard tree just overnight. It's a seed that's planted and grows into a tree. And during this past week, I had about a 36 to 48 hour just incredible migraine, migraines of which I am not privy to. I've never really experienced migraines in my life, but this past week I did. And it was, it was just horrible. So bad that I was moaning and groaning, just trying to make myself feel better. And much of you can, 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 you know, attest to that in your own lives and moaning and groaning, just trying to make yourself feel better through sickness or whatever. And it was so, so bad. I couldn't open my eyes, even in the dark, couldn't hear sound, anything and everything made the migraine worse. But Friday morning, pastor gives me a text message, an encouraging text message that he's praying for me at that moment. I say, pastor, I got a, I got a very bad, painful headache right now. Can you pray with me? He responds immediately and says, I am praying now. And so as, as soon as I got that text, I stopped what I was doing. I knelt over and I began to pray. Within five minutes, within five minutes, my prayer was, and, and throughout the, entire, the entirety of my headache, I was praying. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I was praying. I was taking a leave, Excedrin, Tylenol, ibuprofen, everything. And, and when I prayed, I prayed joining together with the faith of the man of God, saying, God, I stand on your word, and I have faith that you will do it. And within five minutes, the headache was completely gone. 
and I tested it. I shook my head. I bent over. I even went outside and looked directly into the sun, and the pain was completely gone, never having returned at all. It wasn't the pills. It wasn't my prayer. It was the faith that I had in God and in his word that he would do it. I've seen him take my son's fevers away. I have seen literally him take bulges out of people's abdomens. And while I was praying for them, they were gone. So I know it works. And by our faith, he will do even more than what we can ever expect or think he can. Come on, let's give God praise for this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's faith in this house right now. There's people believing God. And so if you're believing God for something, in just a moment, I'm going to make a, a call for you to come forward and pray. As What are you doing? It's a step of faith. It's a trigger of faith. It's saying, Lord, I believe. That's what you're saying when you step out. Whether it's a situation in your marriage, uh, whether it's a situation in your health, uh, whether it's a, a terrible financial situation that you have been walking, doing your best to walk by faith, but you found yourself walking by sight, step up here right now in the name of Jesus, uh, and we're going to agree together in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Uh, the altar's open right now. Come forward, because we believe that God is going to release anointing. He's going to release the miraculous. He's going to release healing. He's going to release deliverance. He's going to release hope into this house uh, in the name of Jesus. Let's move in right now. God's getting ready to work in this house. Miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Waymaker, miracle worker, Hallelujah. promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Hallelujah. We're going to pray specifically here today right now. And I first of all want anyone to come forward who has a need for a physical healing in your body. Uh, whether it's a, a physical or your mind, you, you need a healing in your body. Or you have a family member that you're, you're wanting to step in for that needs a, a miracle of healing. Come right up here to the front because we're going to pray together. Uh, I want uh, elders of the church to come help me right now. We're going to pray in Jesus' name. because And you're stepping forward in faith right now. Come on up. That's it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. That's it. Don't be afraid. Hallelujah. Step forward. You're, you're stepping forward saying, I believe for a miracle. I'm believing, uh, I, I'm believing for a miracle right now. Come on up, all these that are here around the front. Amen. And now I need uh, men and ladies of God that are filled with the Spirit to move in among these. And we're going to lay hands in Jesus' name, in faith upon these that have come forward requesting for a miracle of healing. And we're going to believe right now that no matter what the doctor has said, no matter what the diagnosis is, no matter what uh, uh, people around have said or 
how long you've been dealing with it or how impossible the situation seems. In Jesus' name, amen. You're going to believe right now that the Lord can do what the doctor says is impossible or, or what the nurse said can't happen. God's going to do it right now. There's going to be a miracle that happens in this place. I believe it right now. Anybody believe with me right now that God wants to show himself mighty in Life Church today among the people of God? In the name of the Lord, we're going to pray the prayer of faith. Amen. We're going to lay hands, and these men and women are going to lay hands on those that are sick or those that need a miracle of healing in their body or in their mind. And God's getting ready to work right now. In the name of Jesus. Are you guys ready right now? Come on, people. Let's move in. Let's pray for them. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, we take authority and dominion by your powerful name above all sickness and above all pain and above all disease, Lord Jesus, and above all damage that's been done to people's health. In the name of the Lord right now, we pray for supernatural healing. We pray for a release, Lord God, into the atmosphere, Lord Jesus. Jesus, of your blood, of your shed blood, shed for healing, shed for redemption, Lord God. We believe right now in this place that you can do, Lord God, hallelujah, what seems impossible. Come on, that's it. Pray right now. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop.